We're doing the Freedom Series this morning. Um, we've been doing it for a couple of weeks, and um, you know, that whole topic has just been stirring in my spirit. And whenever we do themes like this in church, often, um, and I hope you do this also, I will often go on my own journey of discovering what, what, this, what a next level of freedom looks like for me. Uh, what, what, what does God say about freedom? Uh, what would it look like if we were a people who were free? What would I look like? What would you look like? How different might you be if the limitations and the restrictions that are usually just a part of who we are every day or what we do every day, what would it look like if they no longer existed? What would it look like? Um, in, the, in, in the Bible, I'm so thankful for the Word of God because it, it gives us paradigms of thinking, right? that are often really different to our own ways of thinking. And in the Bible, we see the story of the Israelites and their exodus from slavery, their exodus from limitation, their exodus from restriction. And uh, in, in Hebrew, the word Egypt is translated as Mitzrayim. And it literally means a narrow strait. It's a narrow strait. It's a constricted passageway. It is a passageway that should be a wide open door, but Egypt constricts it to a narrow strait. And I struggle to get through and I struggle to get where I'm supposed to be. That's Egypt. Egypt is more. And the Exodus is more than a historical event that we read about. It's a paradigm. It's a way of thinking and it's important that we understand or this morning I wanna look a little bit at that particular journey because it's a paradigm of thinking that we need to also be aware of and adopt to move out of our slavery. Who's keen? I don't know about you, I'm keen. I'm so keen for some more freedom. <laughs> I'm so keen for restrictions and limitations to be broken off. I'm very keen. And so Egypt is a narrow strait. Anything, anything that would restrict you from making an independent decision about things. Egypt can be many things. It can be alcohol addiction. It can be pornography. It can be an illness. It can be slowly feeling like you're shackled by your job. It can be debt because how much free choice do you have if you got a lot of debt, right? So Egypt is this narrow strait. I'm constricted, it's hard. I can feel the squeeze. It's hard for me to just breathe. And this morning, I really pray and I'm believing that God's gonna do something incredible. Something incredible. Oh, can, can we lean in this morning? Come on, don't be a crowd. I don't wanna be that crowd. I love to be a part of a crowd, but I, I also love, I love, I love. You know, this is the way I think sometimes. I sometimes think that Jesus just gathered all of you here today so I can have a good time. You know, that might be a symptom of only child, uh, sorry, um, only girl and youngest child, right? I just, I truly believe everyone came here for a collective faith so I can be free. And I think some of that thinking is good, some of it. 
And so this morning, I pray that that's where you're at also. Seeing the exodus and the journey of the Israelites out of Egypt gives us a paradigm of thinking and believing and approaching life. That means that no matter what we come across, no matter what we find ourselves shackled by, there is a way for every spirit in here to soar. There's a way. There's a way for every heart in this room to be free. There's a way. There's a way. There's a way that our past won't hold us back from our future. There's a way. That's what the story is. So how exactly do we do it? Well, you know, I'll just from the outset say that God does it. In the scriptures and as Moses was going to Pharaoh, he said these words. He said these words to Pharaoh, let my people go. Let my people go. That's my prayer this morning. Let my people go. That's my prayer for our nation. Let my people go. That's my prayer during Revolution Tour for every high school student. Let my people go so that they might worship me. Let my people go so that they will worship me. Let my people go so that there's a purpose to freedom. There's a purpose to freedom. And we are to be set free so that so that there can be a greater intimacy, so that I can worship God, so that I can have relationship with God. Here's my question. What were the Israelites doing for 400 years if they weren't worshiping God? (laughs) That's what a narrow strait does. I would go so far to say that I I think the Israelites were worshiping God. But I think when you're enslaved, I think you find a way to worship smaller. So as not to disrupt the power that enslaves me. I think I might live life smaller in acceptance of these restrictions. This is just how it's gonna be. This is just how it is. This is the way it's been for me and my family for so many years. This is what we struggle with. This is our lot. And we live in such a way that is our worship constricted. And then it shifts all of a sudden because, because we've lived like this for so long, God can't. God doesn't see. God can't free me. It changes everything. Galatians 5.1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. And I think sometimes we misinterpret that situation, that God has set me free so I could have freedom and just kind of do what I like. The Greek translation of the definition of that word freedom is 
that we might be free to do things or not do things, but it is also this, it is the true freedom in living as we should, not as we please. It's for that freedom. Because when we're in slavery, we don't worship like we were created to worship. We worship small. We worship with limitations. God, is, is, His power is decreased in our eyes. But it is for freedom. So we might live in the true freedom. So we might worship as we should. Not as we please. Maybe I'll worship today. Let my people go so they may worship. The climactic point of the story in a, in, in a Jewish way of thinking was not actually the day that Egypt was free, sorry, that Israel, the Israelites were free from Egypt. It was the day 50 days later when they met God at Mount Sinai. God said in Leviticus 23, count the days, count the days. When you leave Egypt, that's not the end. When you leave Egypt, there's 50 days for you to get to me. Walk, count it, count it. That's the point. The point is you're with me. The point is there's no more distance anymore. The point is in that 50 days, you're gonna realize you're free. You're gonna realize you can lift your hands. You can bring a sacrifice. No one's gonna stop you in that 50 days. Count the days, count the days. Because when you get there, that's the point of the story. We think the point of the story is just free. Can you imagine? Can you imagine freedom for the sake of just being free? So they leave Egypt, right? They walk out and they're standing there. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Or what do we do now? And if there's not a purpose to freedom, often we go back to the very thing that enslaved us. But they walked out and they understood the purpose. 50 days is getting to Jesus. 50 days is getting to God. 50 days is closer, closer relationship. The need to have real relationship with, with God was the thing. The need to have real relationship with God was what they needed to hold in their hearts to leave the restrictions of Egypt. Relationship with God was what it was to leave the restrictions of the things that used to hold me back. I don't wanna be free just to be free. I wanna be free so I can know you, God. Why do you wanna be free? Why? I think it's a challenging question. Haven't you found it comfortable in your restricted position? Haven't you found a way to just live with it? But we need to understand, I think this morning, that we need to make a commitment. We've gotta make a commitment to move past Egypt's borders, those restrictive borders, to the thing that gives meaning to leaving in the first place, right? Does that make sense to you? It makes sense to me. We've got to make a commitment to the thing that gives meaning to the point of leaving in the first place. 
For me, it looks like this. If I am in a space where I hold unforgiveness towards someone for what they have done to me, I live in a constricted space. I live in a space where now what they have done to me dictates my decisions, dictates the space that my heart can occupy. It dictates a lot of it. But in order for me to have freedom, what, I, what is important to do is that we focus on the thing that gives meaning that gives meaning to not living in a bitter space anymore. So here's what I discovered. Having my dad say sorry for the things that we went through when we were young, that didn't give me freedom. Didn't change a thing. That didn't make my heart softer. That didn't make my heart less bitter. Do you know what did? Is when, when I said, I forgive you, Dad, not so I can get an apology, but so that God could then be the Father that I always wanted. When I focused my eyes on that, freedom became mine. Hope deferred can make the heart sick, is what Proverbs says. And I think often our heart gets sick because our hope is in a result and our hope is not in Christ. And this is, I think, if you, especially if you've been walking with Jesus for a long time, we can put our hope in a result. We can put our hope in what we want God to do for us. We just don't put our hope in Him. Or it's slightly moved. And I've discovered that there is such freedom. There is such freedom when we can put our hope in Christ. Because that means no matter what the result, my hope doesn't shift. My God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. People might leave me, but the love of my God is an everlasting love. It lasts forever. And there, there is real freedom. Do whatever you want. Say whatever you want about me. It doesn't matter. That doesn't shift me. Because my hope is in Christ. And the hope that I, I, I'll know Him better tomorrow. I'll know Him better today. I'll be closer to Him. The hope that the cross gives us, that we have full access to Him. That's enough reason for me to leave Egypt. That's enough reason for me to leave Egypt. So this morning, I pray that hope would rise again. I pray that hope would rise again. If that's you this morning, and the restrictions of your Egypt has caused hope, to decrease or even die. I pray that hope would rise this morning. And I know it's a risky thing, my friends. I know it's a risky thing to hope again.
to hope that things could be different, to hope that things will be different. But I pray this morning that our hope would shift from a result to Christ himself. Come on, lift your eyes. If that's you this morning, lift your eyes. Lift your eyes to him. He is where our help comes from. He is where our help comes from. Let go, let go of the plan. Let go of the, the way that you things the, the way that you think things should have been. Let go and set your eyes on him. Set your eyes on him. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, I live to worship you. That's how we lift our eyes this morning. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live, I live to worship you. We don't know what's going on. We lift our eyes and we say, To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. Let hope arise again this morning. To worship you, I live. To we set our sights on him. Come on, church. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. My eyes are not on the slavery, but it's on you now, Jesus. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. this morning but I pray I pray you're getting it in your heart that this thing that we call worship it is more powerful than we realize that we don't set our eyes on the limitation or the restriction in Jesus name my slavery doesn't deserve the attention it doesn't deserve the attention but my attention, my affection, my focus, that is yours, God. And when we start to do that, before we know it, we'll be walking right out of our Egypt. Right out of our Egypt. Oh, we're gonna just worship one more time because that, it's so opposite to what we wanna do. 
But when we lift our eyes and when we declare anyway that we worship you, Jesus, we worship you, God, we begin to walk out of the restriction. So here's what I want us to do. We're gonna just sing a little bit more. I want everyone to think in their mind, come on, that the Spirit of God would identify areas of constriction, areas of restriction, areas of oppression, areas that you've not been able to bust through, areas you've not been able to push through. And in the face of those restrictions, I want you to lift up a worship. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you with all of me. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. This is me running through the crowd towards you, Jesus. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. We live to worship you. To worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. Jesus, and when you worship in, in your spirit, you just start moving forward. You just start moving closer. And as you move closer to God, you move away from Egypt. As you move closer to God, that's worship. You move away from those restrictions. As you move closer to God, The team's just gonna stay up here, but you can sit down, you know. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah, thanks fam. Oh, so good. Don't we have a great team? Honestly. We do. Oh man, I just, I honor these guys so much. We have people who traveled and left their families to, just, to come and join us and be a part of our teams. We have amazing people like Steve. He's a, he's a big boss at his law firm. Chris is a lawyer. We have an actual brain surgeon on our team. 
Yeah. It's amazing. We have some phenomenal people. Anyway, yeah. Exodus and 12 verse 51. Uh, look, if, if you're taking notes and you want a point, that first point was hope. Right, just so I can be clear, it's just hope. How do, how do we walk out of slavery with the hope in our hearts that me walking out of this means I have Jesus? That if I can just, the point of freedom is so I have, that's my hope. Hope rise. Second, the second point is really, really simple, is, is faith. That's what we read, this paradigm. There's a paradigm of hope, the hope of a better future, the hope that life could be different. And point two is faith. Exodus 12 and verse 51, I think it's gonna come up on screen. It says this, on that very day, say it with me, on that very day. Oh, say it again, on that very day. The Lord brought the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt like an army. I mean, that's a swift change from slaves for 400 years. That's a swift change on that very day. Now, the Bible is not um, superfluous in its use of words. It's not just words for the sake of words. On that very day, why not just say on that day? right? But it says on that very day, that the Hebrew translation is on the bones of that day. It's a phrase that Jewish people would use, on the bones of that day. That's what it means. What are bones? Well, bones are the things that cause us to be able to stand upright. Otherwise, we jelly bones are the things on the inside of us that give us structural strength on the bones of that day. Do you know the, that, that that's the rabbinical way of thinking, that's the commentary, that the 10 plagues of Egypt were to show God's power, but it was also to reveal to the sons and daughters of God that they have courage and inner fortitude left in them still. That after 400 years of slavery, God was showing them, you still got courage in you. God was showing them, after all the time you've been suffering, there's still courage in you. There's still bravery in you. There's still strength in you. There's still an inner fortitude in you. And on the bones of that day, they left Egypt like an army. Those 10 plagues were just as much for the Israelites as they were for the Egyptians. They were to show the Israelites of their powerful God. And we know the last, the last plague was, the, was the, uh, the Passover of the firstborn son, right? We know that, eh? Everyone's seen the Prince of Egypt? Good. If you haven't read your Bible, read your Bible. But we, 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 we all know it. And that was what God said to the Israelites. He said, that, he said you, you need to take a lamb and you need to tie up that lamb for four days, three or four days. 
And then at night, you then kill the lamb, take its blood, put a cross on your doorway, and then barbecue the lamb pretty much. You know that, eh? And then the angel would walk, would, would, would go through the land and all the firstborn would perish unless you had this blood on, your, on the door. Uh, what we offer, what, what I didn't realize and what I've learned is that a lamb was actually, and a sheep, a lamb was, was an Egyptian deity. <laughs> was an Egyptian god. Do you get it? So God was saying, I want you to take the God of Egypt. I want you to tie it up for three days. That's, um, that's rebellion, right? Tie it up for three days. And all the Egyptians in the land, they're gonna hear these lambs bleating. But what was God saying? Come on, you got it in you. You got it in you. You got it in you. Tie up that lamb and that lamb's bleating. And can you imagine the Egyptian soldiers walking around Egyptians going, what, what is going on? What's going on? Really? It's the Israelites saying, enough is enough. We, we will take, because of our God, we can take the very power that has sought to enslave us and we can overcome it together as a people. It's, it's a powerful, powerful thing. And so they tie up this Egyptian deity and then they kill it and the Passover occurs. And this is the last thing that happens before the Israelites leave Egypt. And I love that because God just, I, what's one of the things I love about God? He just, he knows, oh my gosh, He knows. He knows that no matter what we've been through, there's strength in us to, still to stand up. And I wanna say that this morning, no matter how long the struggle, there's strength in you still. No matter how long the battle, there's strength in you still. No matter how hard or how, how, how negative the outlook is, there is strength in you still and on the bones of that day that you might stand up faith on the bones of that day. It also literally translates to right in the middle of the day, right? Because bones are in the middle of us. So right in the middle of the day, which means God was saying, no, I'm not gonna let you sneak out at night. You're gonna, you're gonna walk out in broad daylight. <laughs> I don't know if that's exciting to you guys, exciting to me, because that's like, that's, that's like flipping the bird to slavery. That's cheeky. That is hilariously cheeky, right? Just I'm gonna walk out in broad daylight and there's nothing you can do, enemy, to stop me. I'm gonna walk out in the middle of the day because of all the things that have gone on, I know that my God can take all the things that were meant for evil and He can turn them around for the good of those who are called according to His purpose. The good of those who love Him, I'm gonna walk out on the bones of that day. There is strength in you still, son and daughter of God. There is courage in you still, no matter what you've been through. I pray. There is faith in you yet, strength in you yet. And so this morning, 
for hope to arise and for faith to surge in Jesus' name. So here's what we're gonna do. Maybe a little bit of an awkward moment, but I love awkward moments. I do, my favorite thing, you know, because everyone's like, and it looks hilarious from up here. (laughs) See, here's what we're gonna do. I'm just gonna ask the team to sing again. And here's what I want you to do. I just want you to consider where you might be at in your particular journey. Maybe you've been suffering and struggling for many, 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 many years. But I pray that even as we sing, there would be a faith statement physically where you might stand up from your seat as a faith statement to yourself, to God, and to anything that might restrict you, that would say there's strength in me yet, that hope is rising and faith is gonna surge through, yeah? So that's what I want you to do. Come on, think, think about it. If you're sitting here and maybe you have hope, but you've just been paralyzed So many years of struggle, I don't know. I don't know how to move forward. But I pray today as we sing again, as we worship again, that as a faith statement, you would stand to your feet and you would say, oh God, this is my faith statement that courage is rising in me. There's faith in me yet. There's strength in me yet and I stand towards heaven and I declare that this morning. is not lost on the bones of this day I stand not had his way. But the promise of God for your life, in your life, stands true.
not forgotten. He hears every cry. He hears every prayer. together by faith we declare and we thank you God there is courage and strength in us and we choose God we choose to stand again we choose to move again we choose to step out again we choose God not just to hope but to move in that hope to move in that hope that's what standing is that we're going to move out from what we hope in our hearts and it would move to our hands in Jesus name in Jesus name come on church if you're not standing why don't you stand I'm going to finish up this hope is faith and you'll know the last one is love This is the paradigm of freedom out of slavery. It is hope, it is faith, and it is love. God almost always uses um, other people to help us in our freedom. How annoying, right? I wish God would just do it himself. (laughs) But rabbinical commentary says that there were actually a lot of people who stayed, a lot of Israelites who stayed in Egypt and actually refused to leave. Exodus 6 and verse 9, Moses told the people of Israel what the Lord had said, but they refused to listen anymore. They'd become too discouraged by the brutality of their slavery. They'd become so discouraged by the brutality of their slavery that they couldn't believe that Moses and Aaron would be the ones to lead them out of Egypt. So they just stayed. What if your freedom came from a source you didn't like? I pray that we'd be open to the possibilities of redemption through even the most unlikely sources. A baby born in a manger, a most unlikely source without being foolish, right? We must be open to appreciating that God's script for our life is often very different to the one we would write for ourselves. And I pray we realize, just like the Israelites needed God, but they also needed Moses, I pray we realize how much we need the people next to us. That's very much a part of our freedom. It's love. It's love for God and love for others. But for now, these three three things last, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest, the greatest, the greatest of these is love. Pursue love. If only we would realize that quite often our destinies in God are inextricably linked from the people next to us or from the people we sit very far from. (laughs) Not you, just me. 
So lastly, I just wanna pray for anyone who has closed their heart off to people because of your constricted or narrow pathway. You've just closed your heart and you've said, no, that's okay, just me and God. But actually the paradigm of freedom is that we would love others and we would allow others to love us. That even from the most unlikely source sometimes, our own e-groups, there our freedom is. And so here in this moment, if that's you, and you know you've closed your heart off to other people, I pray that you would take a moment now with every head bowed and eye closed, that you would take a moment now And if you would, by faith, with me, just say, oh God, help me to open my heart up again to people, to see people as you see them, to love others as you love them. Help me, help me God. Help me to see people and open my heart up to others again. Help me God not to rush out of the foyer out of a service. Help me, God, to slow down. Help me, God, to see people. Come on, if that's you, would you just lift your hands? Help me to see people. Help my heart. Help my heart love beyond myself, beyond my own life again. Help me love again. Soften my heart again to others. Break my heart for what breaks yours. Thank you, Jesus. Help me to forgive. Help me to forgive. Help me to release if that's you, come on. Help me to open my heart again. I don't wanna stay in Egypt, God. I don't wanna stay in this restriction, but help me to love and accept and partner with others. Teach me how to be a good friend. Teach me how to be a good brother, sister daughter, son, teach me God.